What's up? And welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, John the Hood with you. Hope that you're going to have a great Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. Cap is on his way to Chapel Hill to check out the uh, average uh, North Carolina Tar Heels and Virginia. What a lousy ball club. And Virginia. Yes. But at least it's the experience of going to Chapel Hill. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited. And if it comes this weekend, I believe it's this weekend, Shay, I think this weekend it's going to be me, the wife, and Cocaine Bear. I'm thinking about going to see Cocaine Bear this weekend as well. Seen it? Have you heard about this? Have you read about this? I've heard about it. I have not seen the movie. I think a couple of gummies and a little Cocaine Bear. I think that's the that's the plan for the weekend. Carrie Russell that? said she read the script and could not pass so, on Cocaine so Bear. So ridiculous. Who said that? Carrie Russell. She stars in the movie. I think it's something that we've got to be interested in this weekend. A little sports thrown in there as well. Uh, I'd like to let you know that it's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history will be in attendance. You don't want to miss this one. Tickets are going to sell out fast. Today, Cap, is February 24th. Mm-hmm. The event we're going to go to and everyone else is going to be Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes on between 12 and 6 p.m. at the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. Get your tickets at uh, LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago uh, for tickets to this biggest party of the year. Mac, Yurko, and Harry back together again. How about that? I, I got to tell you, man, this, this Dan Zetterman. Yep, Dan Zetterman, yes. Guy is locked in. He's n- He was never this organized as a producer. Okay, well. He's amazing well, at this stuff. I don't think we should say that out Boy, loud. He's that organized. Okay. Jeez. Nonetheless, again, LiveNation.com, ESPN Chicago is where you search. 21 or over is for the event with a valid ID required. Big event. Robbie Gold is going to be there. Jay Cutler. The, the Cornets will be there. The Cornets. That's it. Shea and Jordan. Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Luke Canales. Fred Hubner, Ray Flores, and so much more, including Mark Jean Greco. Hey! Mm-hmm. That's right, it's not in the building. Um, so it's okay. Yes. I know that was going through your mind. It's okay. It's going to be at the House of Blues. He can go there. Correct. So again, you get your tickets. It's going to be fun. Again, 25 years of ESPN 1000. Hope to see your face in the place there at the House of Blues on March 24th. Looking forward to it. So, Cap, Tim Anderson is actually, it's not necessarily about Tim. He is a microcosm of some athletes that feel like Win, lose, or draw, you got to be behind us, fans and media. And I think that I've always said this for a while. I always think that, especially when a young athlete comes out of college, the way college, some colleges cover their athletes, their mm-hmm. student athletes, are different than the pros. You get firmly entrenched with Alabama. Turn on Alabama radio show. Well, the referee screwed us. We got screwed. Not because of our players and achievements, because we got screwed. And the coaches screwed us or someone else. Whatever it is, it's never on the student-athlete. You get to the pros, especially in big markets. Hey, man, if you underachieve, if your team underachieves, you're going to hear about it. Yep. And I I still think today, even with a veteran like Tim Anderson, he must understand that when you go from the playoffs to not making the playoffs at all. Well, when you go from being the World Series pick by many. Yeah. I mean, look. That's all conjecture. A lot of people thought the White Sox would win the World Series. I did not. I thought that they were going to get a step on the, on the ladder, maybe win a playoff series, make, work your way up. But I didn't know all these injuries would occur. And also I didn't think that this team would be still behind the times defensively. Four and five out innings. The starting pitching when you really needed it to come through did not come through. Not good. So, I mean, so we're talking about it. If, you, if it comes across like criticism, I couldn't care less. 
I'm a fan. I couldn't care less. I have an emotional and financial investment in the White Sox. I but, do. But there are coaches that have come through town. Lovey Smith at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. That did not understand what this market was and said to members of the media, what I say is the absolute law. You should treat me like they do the coach at Oklahoma. Everybody pulls in the same direction. Uh, No, coach. This is Chicago. You will be held accountable. So so thoughts from Tim Anderson for the White Sox. The conversation that he had with uh, Chuck Garfine, it starts off well. Hey, it's something we have to do. It's you have, is any mirrors a guaranteed right? Any mirrors in that locker room for for players to look at themselves? I don't think so. Well, well, there's there a problem. wasn't. Let's put it that way. Well, there's a problem there, is it not? Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson. The plan is, you know, we know not to, you know, do what we did last year. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of room to grow, and um, you know, just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from from different angles. You know, uh, not just in the clubhouse. You know, fans as well. Um, a little bit of everybody. So, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is you know, try to try to dumb that down and get it back on, you know, pulling from the same screen with everybody, including you. Including me. What do you mean including me? Including you. What are you trying to say? I ain't got to say it. You know what? I, I, well, <laughs> that, that I was questioning why you guys couldn't win? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're a part of this and you're, like, and you're like one of our supporters and you see somebody struggling, that's like, you know, that's kind of like, uh, you know, if you see your wife struggling, you're going to pat her on the back, right? So that's kind of one of those things. If we're on the same umbrella, I think we should all be pulling from the same screen and not tearing each other down um, and not tearing players down. Or, you know, we don't tear you down. So I think it's just one of those things. We've got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you, yeah. you know, when you want to talk to us. So it's just kind of one of those things that we all got to be, you know, be on a positive screen and pull from the same screen. And uh, I think we can be better as a whole. Your job is to talk to the media. You have to talk to it. You could say, I'm not going to talk to you, but I'll talk to him. But you have to be accessible. Tim's, I wasn't as outraged by what he said. I just think he's wrong. That's the whole point of it. What I'm telling you is that you will never win the court of public opinion criticizing the fans. You want to criticize the media, that's fine. There's going to be some sensitive writer that will never let it go. Uh, that you were going after him or her personally, and they'll always write bad things about you because they're sensitive. But when it comes to the fans, this fan base, the last thing you want to do is say anything about the fans. I'll say something else to Tim Anderson. Bad analogy for Tim Anderson. You know, like when, you, when, when my wife has an issue, do I pat her on the back? Yeah. If I treat the, uh, the White Sox like I treat my wife or vice versa, I'm sure I'd be married. Correct. She's your wife. Right. That's this a difference. Your life. Could you imagine if I treated my wife like I treat the White Sox? Yeah, that that, that was <laughs> that was a silly comment. What, what, kind, what kind of marriage would you think that would be, Cap? Say, say, for instance, you treated Mindy the way you treat the Cubs when they underachieve, when they don't do the right things, when the front office has let you down for generations. How about I came in and she made dinner after a long day at work? And <laughs> are you kidding me? What kind of dinner you cook? Right. You're better than this. Yes. Long day at work trying to entertain millions, and I got to come home and eat this? You're better than this, Mindy. What are you talking about? Right. What do you think that would be? No. Instead, what you do is you come in and go, I really appreciate you, sweetie, making the effort. You know what? Let's just go out. You worked hard, too. Yes. How can I support you? As the house is smoldering with, with that smell of burnt lasagna or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine if Shay treated his wife the way he treats 
sports teams? He does. Oh, get, stop that. Oh, let's go do something. There's an XFL game on. That's not how I'm I treat my wife. Football. That's got nothing to do with how I treat my wife. If I treated my wife the way I treated my sports teams, honey. You'd be single. This get, is another example of your lousy ownership. Get out. Get out. I mean, I mean, I mean that wouldn't work. So I don't even know why you made the analogy. Why? My wife. Are you kidding me? You know how many years I toiled through the Ventura years? You know how many times the Fergosi years? Are you kidding me? Chicago's game night. I'm Jonathan Hood. Are Let's you talk me? about Robert. I used to. What did I used to call you when we started? Network Jonathan. Did I not? There was Network Jonathan who worked on the ESPN National Network and had to be Network John. And then there's Jonathan Hood. It's true. All I'm telling you is that Tim is wrong. That's what I'm telling you. He is. You know what I don't get is he, like, clarifies, too. Chuck clarifies. Are, are, are you talking about me questioning why this team couldn't win? And, he, and Tim, like, yeah. What are we supposed to do, Tim? We all said you were a World Series caliber baseball team. We all picked you to wire to wire, lead the Central Division, win the Central Division, go to the playoffs, take the next step, win a playoff series, contend for a World Series. And you were a 500 team. Like, you want a pat on the back after you blow a lead against Cleveland? Josh Naylor hits that grand slam. You want everybody to just give you a pat on the back? Seven errors in 14 games in April? What do you want? Everybody to just kiss the ring? Like, I, I don't get it. God, I do remember that game, Shay. I completely wiped off my memory with yeah. Josh. What did he go, like five for six, yeah. four for five? Yeah, yeah, I think it was five for six. Yep. God, think about it. I remember that game. Think about oh, it. Oh, it's okay. It's okay, Tim. We get it. Uh, you tried your hardest. Uh, we know this is a long season. We'll keep the vibes good. No, dude. Like, you were supposed to be one of the best teams in baseball. And instead, we had to watch you look like Drek all year. We're not going to ask questions. Listen, I know it's just a one-on-one -on -one conversation that Tim Anderson is having with Chuck Garfine, Cap. I understand that. And the White Sox might be laughing at that conversation and people talking about it. It's, it's not blown out of proportion when you just mention the fans. You leave them out of it. That's the point. It's not, not, it's not like I'm mad at Tim Anderson. What I'm saying is, is that learn the lesson. You think, you think it's uh, you know, blown out of proportion or it's just something that shouldn't be talked Well, then don't say it. You don't want it to be talked about, then don't say it. Talk about how you can improve. Look in the mirror. The White Sox need to look in the mirror. How would you have felt if he had said this? Chuck, I hope we give you all a season this year that we're all pulling together in the same direction or screen or string or whatever he meant. Yeah. And that we're not all tearing each other down because we play better and we all feel good about the team. Okay, that's fine. That's Correct. fine. But don't go after him like Chuck Garfine's got to be the house organ for 150, 151 games on NBC Sports Chicago. Correct. Come on, man. I mean, here's what I said, and I said this uh, during the season last year. When you've lost Chuck, when you've lost Lennon DJ, when you've lost them, you've lost the plot, man. Yeah, it's over. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, they're doing all they can to support the team. We all are. But when you underachieve, it's got to be called out in this city? Absolutely. I wouldn't 100%. Be, I, wouldn't, I would not be doing my job as a White Sox fan first. The team that mo means the most to me in Chicago. And the leader of the team says, oh, you know... Yeah, it's pretty much too much, uh, too much criticism. You're underachieving. There was no playoffs with the Sox last year. Who are you talking to? Correct. Stop. Yeah, and, then, and then there's more. Was I tearing you down? 
No, you wouldn't tear me down. You just make you just causing a lot of confusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was causing. I was. <laughs> listen to after a lot. I mean, but you gotta think about it. The fans listen to you. Yeah. Right. You right. talking? We don't talk. We just play. Well, you, no, you talk. You can talk. We don't. We don't talk though. When the game's on, we don't talk. They're listening to you. Right. So uh, if we're putting out positive energy, then positive energy is gonna always yeah. follow us. You know what I'm saying? I tried. Yeah. I tried to be as positive as I could. Okay. It's a rough season. It's okay. We understand. Um, you know, but but those are my goal, man, is to, you know, just continue to go out and, and play hard and, uh, you know, really see what happens. Thoughts and prayers to the White Sox. When you say positive energy, that also means thoughts and prayers. So we'll pray that the White will pray the wins in to the season. Pray the wins in. Pray, play them. Let's pray for them into the playoffs, Cap. Thoughts. Energy, prayers, all of that for the White Sox. And the White Sox dropped their ace straight to start the season. They're 0 and 8. Love the postgame show coming. You know what, folks? Let's just be positive here. Keep <laughs> No. Everyone's going to be outraged if that happened, God forbid. Tigers 12, Sox 8, ESPN 1000, Hard Rock Casino, White Sox Network. I mean, you want that? Well, you talk about picking up the tab at St. Elmo's. If the Tigers score 12 runs in a game this season, I'll pick up the tab at St. Elmo's. Joe Kelly still with the team is still a possibility. As a Sox fan or as a fan in general of a Chicago sports team, do you take issue with Tim Anderson's comments? Is it your responsibility as a fan to be positive? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. We have got the Friday folder right around the corner. Cap and Jay Hood. And your phone calls next on Chicago's Home for Sports. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app, Cap, you could find Good Karma Wrestling. Man, we've had a ball. We had a special show on Saturday night after Elimination Chamber from Montreal. And then we had a show on uh, Thursday, yesterday, to review everything that's going on with AEW and WWE and New Japan and everything else. If you're a wrestling fan or know of one, make sure they check out Good Karma Wrestling. It's on the podcast, available on the ESPN Chicago app. Do you, as a fan, do you take issue with Tim Anderson's comments? Is it your responsibility to be positive as a fan? 312-332-3776. Cap, just the way I feel as a fan and the way you feel as a fan, look... I have an emotional investment in the Chicago White Sox. It's my favorite team in town. As a South Sider, growing up 20 minutes from the ballpark, the Sox has always been it for me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. Baseball courses through my veins. Correct. It's always first. But your dad also was a baseball guy, no like question. my dad. Absolutely. It, it, it's generational. It's passed down. Correct. But that was the hot sport during that time, and so that doesn't leave me. And so when I look at my team underachieving, a team that's supposed to be at least in the playoff mix, and then get bounced out. The whole thing with La Russa, everything else, the organization not being able to spend huge money on free agency like other teams are, and always being by the, behind the eight ball is bothersome to me. I got a general manager who is, is back against the wall saying that we've tried everything. I'm so disappointed in what we did not. Nobody wants to hear that as a fan. Correct. Nine to, nine to five doesn't want to hear about that. Same thing with the Cubs. You got your taste of World Series championship. It's awesome. You had a nice run. Then after that, you're trying to figure out, well, who are you, right? Correct. What, what, are, what are the Cubs? You signed Dansby Swanson. You, get to tie, you got some guys that's in the mix. 
but you want to be a, be, be able to be a perennial winner. And when they're not, they have a there's a reason to criticize that team, that ownership, those players. Absolutely, you have a reason to do it. Yes, if you don't get personal, unless the person deserves it, no question. Like if a player runs afoul of the law, okay. Th- all bets are off. They put themselves in that position. If the player conducts themselves in a less than savory manner, they put the... But if you're just... The guy plays hard, he does his job, and you get personal with it, you suck because you're in the... No. Just break the numbers down. Be honest. See the difference between us, everybody. See the difference? Cap says, if someone runs afoul of the law, that's how they say it in the suburbs. In the city, Pookie and them got locked up. <laughs> See the difference? A foul of the law. You see that, Jay Moore? That's how you do it. White-collar criminals. A foul of the law. Southside, they locked his ass up. That's how it goes. Take that. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Little Village, here's Mike on the ESPN 1000 on Cap and Jay Hood. All right, Mike. Hey, fellas. Uh, blessed and beautiful Friday morning, guys. Blessed and beautiful right. Friday to you. Yes, sir. I just wanted to comment on the TA. Um, I heard I heard his interview when it first came out, and I mean it's easy to go at Chuck, but how would you think if he would have came at Ozzy Guillen that way? And of course, how would you think Ozzy Guillen would have reacted? Ozzy would have like, gone off. Yes, I mean that's what I think. I mean it's easy to go at Chuck because I mean Chuck is not really that kind of person. He don't got that personality. But I mean I would have loved to see Ta trying to tell Ozzy some something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Agreed. that here here's the Ozzy that we knew when he first took the job would have said it right down the middle, Cap. He wouldn't have gone at him through the press, but he would have said he has a right to his opinion. However, here's how I feel, right? But face-to-face, I'm sure that Ozzy would say something to Tim like, so what is this all about here? Do you have a problem with the ball club? What's your issue with the ball club? And the whole thing talking about the fans, I don't think Ozzy would like that. No. Especially the Ozzy now, especially now he's been done. He's been away from the game. Doing television, I don't think he'd like that now. Because he, he understands the importance of fans. He would not. Ozzy and I had a great conversation mm-hmm. at that uh, pitch and hit club in Tinley about baseball. Ozzy's the best, man. And a long conversation, Cap, about the, how to grow the game and how important it is for all of us to protect baseball. To protect the game. Meaning that we talk about things, you know, that baseball is behind the times or they're trying to have these new innovations, all that. We still have to, as baseball fans, protect the great game. That, oh, it's a game of the past. No, fans still come, and they still make a lot of money, owners. And, and the turnstiles still click. It's a great summer sport to watch. Doesn't matter if your team's good or bad. And Ozzy agreed. He goes, you know what? we got to do more to talk up the game more so than knock it. Yes, I, I get it. Ozzy, but Ozzy's honest, and that's what yeah. people love about Ozzy Guillen when he's on TV. He calls it as he sees it. Period. North Aurora here is Vicky on ESPN 1000 on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Vicky. Victoria, what's up? Hey guys, how you doing? Good morning. Morning. So this whole TA thing has got me really, really riled up this morning. Ever since I heard it, right at right when the show started, you know, Chuck's doing his job, and if they did their job, we wouldn't have even be having this conversation, or that interview would never have happened. And to me, Tim Anderson is sounding just like a whiny little bitch. Wow. Strong. Strong. Thank so, you. That's it. Have a great weekend. Have a you great too. weekend. 
There you go. Whiny little bitch. How about that? Vicky. From, Vicky. From top rope. Oh, She's man. got a catchphrase now. Yeah, she, she does. She has her own segment. She does. <laughs> she needs a partner. We got to do that as a, the whiny little bitch of the week. <laughs> I think she's, uh, she, every time she calls in, she has identified a whiny little bitch. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Take that. I mean, listen, I, it, it just, he's, I think, poking, he's, I think that uh, Tim Anderson is poking Chuck Garfine in the ribs a little bit. He says, including you. Right. And Chuck, of course, like, what did I do? You know, he, he, you know, he's taken aback by that. But ultimately, when he goes into the conversation, Tim's got to understand, you're just not going to win, man. You can't win that whole thing when you're talking about we all got to be on the same page. How about you in the locker room be on the same page? Correct. Why don't you start that first? We do first? not all have to be on the same page. No, absolutely not. Just, say, I mean, just focus on the game and play better baseball. I'm not sure how this changes under Grafal. Remember I asked Jesse uh, a little bit less than an hour ago, what's the difference between last year's team and this year's team? He said not a lot. You know who would be a great person to have on to discuss this topic? Steve Stone. Marty Brenneman. Mm-hmm. Remember we had him in studio mm-hmm. a few years ago. Marty Brenneman called it as he saw it. Like They don't make those types of play-by-play men anymore because he was unbelievably honest. And Ken Griffey Jr. was a red mm-hmm. and got livid because Marty called him out for not hustling to first. And Marty walked down on the field and Griff confronted him. And Marty said, let me make this clear to you. My job is not to appease you. It's to p- appease them. All the fans sitting in the stands that listen to me. And when you're gone, I'll still be here. You're just a guy passing through. And Griffey was like, what? Because he's Ken Griffey. Yeah. And a few days later, the public was siding with Marty, which Griff was stunned by. Yep. Griff showed up in the press box in uniform with ribs from the Montgomery Inn, drinks, Peace offering. Let's bury that. And they cleared the air. They were cool from that point on. It's, it's fair to say. It's fair to say. Yeah. But you can never take it personally, though. You, if, if a team underachieves, it's not based on one person. Correct. It's the team. Correct. When I always criticize, I always say organization first. I don't necessarily always point out a player. It's about when you underachieve in a season, the organization didn't do something right. It's kind of like marketing. If you see empty seats in an arena, it's something the marketing department did not do well. Correct. Any, one empty seat. Why didn't we fill that seat? You can sit there and have all the means in the world. Why didn't we fill that empty seat? It's, it's an organizational issue. It's a valid right? question. Valid. Sergio on the south side on ESPN 1000 with Cap and J. Hood. Hey, Serge. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, here's my uh, – I'm actually a south side Cubs fan. But um, the that comment of from TA, the main thing for me is like we're not we're not really here to coddle you guys, right? Like we're mad because we care. Like if we didn't care about your the team about you guys, we would just flip the channel and not have anything to comment. So that's just my main thing. Is like he's taking it as a, as a, as an attack and he's being very defensive instead of like looking within and being like, all right, guys, we got to get better. Serge, we appreciate the telephone call. Thank you, Serge. Chris is in Roselle on ESPN 1000 with Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Chris. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks yes, for calling, man. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't understand, you know, the world we live in. You know, he's a professional athlete. You know, we're just, you know, regular citizens over here. When you sign on that dotted line for millions and millions of dollars, you know, your standards are 
a lot higher. Um, and then he talks about, you know, we're all pulling the string in, in different directions. It's like, you guys, you pull the string, we follow. If you're playing good, we're not going to say bad things about you. We're be all positive and all happy. So I just don't know. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's understanding, like, the reality of his world right now. I think that he looks at the White Sox and say, hey, you know, we're underachieving, but I, we need more support. We need more support from fans. Fans will support, whether they're watching on television or going to uh, guaranteed rate field, they'll support, absolutely. But the White Sox fans, especially the White Sox fan base, they're not going to support mediocrity. They will not deal with that at all. And, when, and actually, when you're over 500, that's not enough. They want playoffs. And when you're in the playoffs, you don't win the World Series, that won't be good enough as well. You hold them to a championship standard. Especially in this town. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. You know, if you're the Tigers, you're like, eh, we made the playoffs or we won 80 ball games. Hey, don't speak for me. <laughs> don't did don't I, speak for me, pal. Did I speak for That's you? That's unacceptable I, for me. I did Listen. not. Did you hear? Tigers. Run the tape back, j Did I ever say the word Sheffield? I just said if you're the Tigers. Obviously, they better. Truth, all I'm saying is, hurts. I'm wearing the hat on my head. They better damn well not feel that way. Otherwise, what get out. Lousy ball club. Lousy ball club. Empty ball club during the day. No one's there. But you want to be? Broadcasters fighting each other. All right, coming up. <laughs> Mario Pemba says, I hate you. I hate you. Bam! Let's fight it out. Here we go. There's more fight in the booth than it was with the ball club. Here's the pitch. Filed away. Coming up, the Friday folder. That's next. I love this segment. <laughs> Captain J. Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Here we go. Here's today's headlines Headline. with Captain J. Hood. Hold on. It's in the garbage here. He threw his headlines away. You want me to start? No, I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Friday, Fuller's coming up as well. Sam Hurd, former Bears receiver, was released from federal custody after serving 10 of a 15-year sentence for drug trafficking. (laughs) So he's on his way? Bears? He's 37. Give him an invite. Wow. (laughs) The ILL, I&I. They picked up a huge victory, hell of a game cap against Northwestern. After trailing by 18 at halftime, erasing a 14-point deficit in the final 10 minutes, Terrence Shannon scored 14 in the Illini's final 24 points. Illinois defeating Northwestern by a score of 66-62. to Amazon owner Jeff Bezos has reportedly hired an investment firm to explore a purchase of the Washington Commanders. Jay Moore. Captain Jay Hood are back. And you know this. Man, Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Cause it's Friday. It's time for the Friday folder. And you ain't got shit to do. On the Cap and J Hood Show. Time for the Friday folder here on Cap and J Hood here on ESPN One Thousand. And the Friday folder brought to you by ETI School of Skilled Trade. Here's Shane Oishay. Uh, Hoodie, I saw this yesterday. I brought it up to Cap and JP. There's a radio host in England, a British radio host, who broke a record uh, this week live in studio. She broke a record by topping 10 pancakes with lemon and uh, sugar in 30, in 30 seconds. Ate them. 
Ate them all? No, just topped them. All she had to do was put lemon and sugar but on, each on pancake. 10 pancakes like, in under 30 seconds. And that was a Guinness Book world record. We could beat that easily. There's got to be more to it. That's be. it. No, I read this multiple times. She's got to get a spoonful of sugar and a squeeze of lemon on 10 pancakes in 30 seconds. Okay, and are the pancakes stacked up so she has to no, it's, lift it's, nine, put it's it on? Plates. Put the, it's 10 separate plates, 10 individual pancakes, spoonful of sugar, squeeze of lemon, Guinness Book record. We could do 11. Yeah, you know why that's a Guinness Book of World Record? Because no one's ever done that before. Right? That's got to be a first time ever. Correct? It has to be. She right. got a Guinness record. That's all I know. No, I understand. We could beat this. Cap could. Cap could definitely. We could that. smoke this. Cap did something similar. I mean, he had a. It was a contest with time, on um, on Chicago Today. Did you not with Chelios? I did. I was who could make the highest champagne tower. Right. Right. And I crushed. Benny the Bull, Chris Chelios, and there was one more. Maybe it was the three of us. The three of us. And I drilled them, and I set a record. Yeah. So I, I understand being in the Guinness Book of World War. I think we should try that, though. Uh, that's an amazing feat. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I agree. That's what I want to do out of this. I got to get away. I got to bring 11 pancakes in and get a Guinness World Book <laughs> associate to come watch Kaplan top 11 pancakes in 30 seconds. We're taking the record from this woman. No question. my guy, Gus Louvros, up at Espresso. He'll bring the pancakes down. All right. What else do we have? Uh, study, uh, this was in the New York Post, a study confirmed that uh, drinking Coke and Pepsi had a correlation with larger testicles. Excuse me? Excuse me? Yeah. Balls? You heard yeah. him right. Bigger balls. You get bigger, bigger balls. balls by drinking Coke and Pepsi. Hmm. I don't have a problem there that I know of. Yeah. I don't need to drink, I don't drink a lot of Coke and Pepsi products. Right. I'm just not a soda guy. So, what, so... What is um, the positive of having larger testicles? I don't know. Oh, I think you know. Did you ever pick up the phone when you were a kid and call the bowling alley? Sure. And say? Yeah, Oakton Lanes. Yeah, do you guys, I'm looking at bowling. Do you guys have 16-pound balls? Yeah. How the hell do you walk? And then you hang up. And you howl like a 12-year-old. Just so we can make that joke, Cap's going to start doing soda. S-O-D-A. My balls have doubled in size since I started with soda. S-O-D-A. Soda. That that is amazing. Larger balls. Well, no wonder that's the case. Didn't know that was the reason. Now I know. How about that? God. And by the way, my knees are itching. Go ahead, buddy. What do you have? I, I read this to my wife. I said, Coke and Pepsi leads to bigger balls. And she said, what happened to you then? <laughs> you better start drinking. So, there you go. Uh, all right. A college baseball game, buddy, ended because the runner who hit the game-tying home run in the bottom of the seventh inning, a shortened Missouri A&T baseball game against Wayne State, mm-hmm. uh, was decided because after hitting the game-tying home run, the runner did not touch home plate. Called out. Now, Listen. Rules are rules. You got to yeah. you got to every bag and hit home plate to be able to qualify for a run. Correct. And Shane Norling thinks that that's dumb. That you don't need to touch home plate. That that home run should have been taken away. I, I get it, but the game tying home run, huge moment. It left the yard. Just go, hey man, you skipped home. Can you come just f- wrap up the proceedings? No. 
No. It's not like he did. It's not like he was like screw you and ran into the dugout from third. He just was celebrating because he tied the game and he jumped and missed it. And they called him out. It was McGuire's home run against Traxel at Bush Stadium, right? Yeah. So against Steve Traxel. Yes. Okay. You notice when he went around home pl- around first, he missed home. And Dave missed McKay, first. the first base yeah. coach, pointed. He missed first. So what if he just kept going? Would that be a home run? It would not. Correct. It would not. He missed first. It would not be if the Cubs appealed. Right. And the Cubs, I think, would have said something. They saw it. Yeah. And so he completely missed first. So a historic home run would have been called back because he missed first base if it was called. And if he just kept going. So, uh, ultimately, the rules are the rules of the game. Correct. Or or why have them? Like, Shay, what if a guy caught a pass... And he ran 85 yards down the field, and no one chased him down. No one even ran after him. He's gone. Touchdown. He got to, like, the two. Tossed the ball to the side. But that has happened. Yeah. Well, in your world, that'd be a touchdown. Oh, what's the big deal? No, that's different. When you hit the home run, the play's already over. Nobody else can do anything about it. The play's done. The ball has left the stadium. The play's over. You're better than this. Because the ball's over the wall, the play's not over until... You hit all three bases and hit home plate. Unless this happened to you as a kid. Correct. Did you miss one of the bases when you were a kid and you played? No, but I did. Probably. I couldn't <laughs> remember. I couldn't tell you time that that happened. Did somebody say balls? Uh, never mind. No one, no one had any Brutal. Pepsi or Coke for you. <laughs> I was too busy drinking soda. <laughs> Brutal. What else? I got a couple items here that fit under the same umbrella of is nothing sacred. The first Jack Antonoff, well-known producer, does a lot of work with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, met up with a band called Bleachers. What's his name? Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff. Well-known. He's yeah. really well-known. You don't know Jack Antonoff? No. He just won no. producer of the year at the Grammys. Yeah. Okay, if I walked around right now out on the street and I asked ten random people, who's Jack Antonoff? They'd say, Jack, what? Off? <laughs> exactly. Please be careful. Exactly. I bet five out of ten would know. But this is besides the point. You, you don't. You, I mean, we know plenty of Jack Antonoffs in the business, do we not? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Waddle and Sylvie. Oh! Oh! Sylvie, that was him, man. That was not me. I heard it. Mark it, Tyler. It's 9.43. <laughs> Shay takes a shot. Why do you do that? I called always us, liked him. He called us Jagoffs. Can't do that. He called them Antonoffs. Jack well, Anton- and Jack Antonoffs. Me off. <laughs> yes. Here's Shay Norlick. Shay? Let's get to the root of the story. Because no reason is, for that shot. No reason. He is a jag for this one. Uh, Jack Antonoff and this band Bleachers recreated the famous Beatles song Hard Day's Night. Listen to this. singing like a dog. <laughs> That's really bad. If this is what you're going to do to a staple of music history, leave it alone. Really bad. Jack Antonoff. I'm, I'm going to turn to Jay Moore. Jay Moore, you heard that. You heard how it was produced as well, correct? Yes. Okay, so that indie, you've heard indie bands sound better than that, have you not? Yes. Brother, why did it sound like that? First of all, they were on a bus. And uh-huh. secondly, when the car is moving or the bus is moving, it's probably hard to stay in tune because mm-hmm. they were definitely out of tune. See? 
Off key, flat. Bad. See? I went to Jay Moore there because he's got the trained ear of producing artists. And that, I mean, you're trying to sound, want to be cool. That just doesn't sound good. And then, like, like Shay mentioned, why mess with a classic? It better be good if you're going to a, a top 20 classic. I don't care if you're in R&B or if you're into rock or whatever genre of music you like. You know that song when you hear it. It can't sound like that. A lot of people that, a lot of people, if you have a consumer ear and you know it's bad, it's bad. That's right. See? And sticking with the theme of don't mess with a classic is nothing sacred. Warner Brothers announced yesterday they will be revamping the Lord of the Rings movies. No, no need for that. Leave it alone. We just don't have any more ideas in this country. Have we run out of ideas? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, an, Although an I've thing. never seen a Lord of the Rings movie, so... What is the idea that already is so soon that you want to reprise it now? Right? Correct. We've run out of ideas. Same thing with television. Let's just remake Night Court. Just because we can. Wow. I mean, just a, a great show, great little comedy on NBC on a Thursday night or whatever it was. Just a nice little comedy. What was that about? Uh, just wackiness that happens in small claims court. Got it. Harry Anderson's there as a wacky judge, and John Larroquette is one of the lawyers. I loved Harry Anderson in Dragnet. Yeah. yeah that, right? Not, yes, no. Bill Gannon? <laughs> not, not that Harry Anderson. No. Oh, that's Harry Morgan. That's Harry Morgan, yes. yes. How's your Harry Morgan? <laughs> and that is the Friday Folter, brought to you by... ETI School of Skilled <laughs> Trades. The Captain J. Hood, Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Cut of the day. Next. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Captain J. Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Greeny comes your way at 10 o'clock. Now time for the Captain J. Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Try the burger today. It's Friday afternoon. Burger, beer, and the most amazing fresh cut fries you will ever have. Hey, Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh. Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut. And the offense shows signs of life. Eric sleeping with the enemy could be the <sighs> head coach. Take that. Yes. Eric sleeping with the enemy. Is that what you gave me? Yeah. It's not as good as this one, though. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. What? What? It's funny every time. <laughs> it's just every time that line just hits. Out of his mind. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. Food the slays, get it? Slays. Hey, let's go to the highlights. Whopper, whopper, whopper. <laughs> hey, what was the one, we, Shay, that you played the other day? Slaves. I, what was it yesterday? You were here. It was, uh, slaves, right? No. We're talking about the slaves. So yeah. I remember, you know, two black quarterbacks and Abe Lincoln. I mean, you get it, right? They're black. He's like emeritus. He's on the way out. That was just ridiculous what he said. By the way, you know, two African-American quarterbacks. And last night, me and the wife, Roots, we enjoyed it. It was unbelievable. A great a great documentary. I love it. Love LeVar Burton. I, I, I love him. The way he was running, I mean, I, I mean, slaves. It was great. <laughs> People never cease to amaze. No, I mean, this is what it is, man. Chris Berman. And that, my friends, 
is brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Proudly. Proudly. So funny. <laughs> so ridiculous. But again, it's Friday. Thinking, I got to get out of work early today. I got to go do something good. Go to Chicago Cut. Sit down. Ask for PJ at the bar. Tell him I sent you. You get the burger. You get the unbelievably three-day process to make the fresh-cut fries. The hand-packed burger. A cold beer. Maybe a bourbon. And get the mint Oreo ice cream pie for dessert. And thank me Monday. Uh, why Monday? Because I'm not here till Monday. It's the weekend. How about a little, twi- well, a little Twitter, maybe? I was maybe. say, you'll be all over Twitter. Yeah. We can reach out to you. If, if, if the people need you, Kaplan, they will find you. I was pretty damn good about not tweeting on vacation. Take that. Didn't stop you from getting... Three recaps a day, Hoodie. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> stop you from being on the phone, taking all those uh, those hits, those radio hits. What? Radio hits. Don't do that. I did don't do that. One radio Don't do that. Hit. I don't did do, one. Don't do it. I did one. Des Moines or St. Louis? Des Moines. Okay. Only one. <laughs> what radio hits? Oh, yeah. I did one. There's that one. He was on KJM every morning all week. It's right before not. our show, too. I was, I was I'll sitting show here you the, twi- the text from I don't want to know. Shannon, the producer. Okay. Can you do this? Nope. I'm on vacation. I'll do it next week. Take that. You know, you and I have something in common when it comes to our dads and our family telling us to read the front of the paper and not necessarily the back. Fortunately, you and I always had um, a kinship in which the back was more interesting than the front. Right. We always wanted to grab for the sports, my brother Bruce and I. And our father, you know, there is a front page with the news. No, we don't need that. Yeah. We just need to see what's happening with... Uh, don't need to hear about Edward Doliak. No. <laughs> need to know what's going on with the cartoons and, of course, the sports, right? Right. That's what you want, the comic strips and the sports. Well, well, from the sports pages, and Cap knows, and I know, that um, one of the great baseball writers... That we read over the years, Joe Goddard passed away recently. Boy, you talk. See, there's certain things, Cap. Back in the day, that younger people don't know. It's just guys that you'd go to every day. You couldn't be there at the game, home and road. There'd be guys firmly entrenched with a team, and you'd read the stories. Joe Goddard was one of those guys. Joe Goddard was the nicest man in the world. The younger generation who doesn't even know they make newspapers still. Joe Goddard was like must read stuff mm-hmm. every day on our teams and players and executives, managers. They trusted him. Yep. He just passed away. Fred Mitchell posted a great picture from spring training when he was with him recently, you know, a few years ago, and he died. And so we just wanted to pay homage to one of the really truly wonderful guys in our business. Just a great writer. Uh, he also was on the high school beat as well from uh, from time to time. Correct. Joe Goddard. So just a shout-out to him because he was fantastic uh, from his days writing and always let you know what's going on with our Chicago baseball teams. Correct. Well said. Well, you have a great trip, my friend. Thank about you. That? Be back Sunday night, so no work missed. But we will be going to a ball game tomorrow, my son and I, a little father-son deal, and then I'll be here ready to rock and roll with you Monday morning. And this weekend, I'm thinking Cocaine Bear. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. I think I might, I might uh, check that out. A little Blow Bear action. A little Blow Bear. And, of course, a little UICSIU. That'll be the last game of the regular season, Cap. My God, this has been a, this has been a stretch. Yes. Every game. It's been a stretch. God bless. And then, don't forget, everybody. Wednesday morning, we're on at 5 a.m. 5 Live from Indianapolis, Indiana, from the NFL Combine. And Ryan Poles, live with us on set, as well as Courtney Cronin. Glad you reminded me. So we had to do it from Indianapolis, right? Probably should should leave now. 
We thank you for listening. Oh, and we have a wager, too. Yeah. If the Bulls sweep, Danny is going to green light whatever the bill is at St. Elmo's. And if the Bulls do not sweep the two this weekend, I'm picking up the check. Thank you for listening and calling and twitching and being part of the program here on Cap and Jay Hood. Thank you, Jay Maurer. Thank you so much, Shay. For Cap, I'm Jay Hood. We'll talk to you Monday at 7. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.